there's a new Stanley Cup champion, and and man, as someone who has loved this event my entire life, regardless of who's participating and who prevails. I don't think I've ever felt this hollow about it. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. Golden Knights 9, Panthers 3. That's how a lot of these finals will end when it's really, really, really clear that one team has worked its way to the top of the hand pile and the other one just kind of gets it. And the Panthers just kind of got it. Looking at this purely from their perspective, so much was put on Sergei Bobrovsky entering this final, and there was only so long he was going to be able to keep the pace he had through three rounds. Matthew Kachuk getting hurt, missing the game entirely last night, couldn't even hold his stick in the previous game. That, was, that wasn't going to end well for Florida. So that, to be honest with you, was part of the dud for me. Now, Mark Stone with a hat trick, he had some pretty significant back issues over the course of the season. Uh, terrific guy. Terrific player. Good for him. Jack Eichel had a career-threatening neck injury. Ugly exit out of Buffalo. Uh, he's not necessarily the most personable individual in the league, but good for him. Jonathan Marcheseau is your Conn Smythe Trophy winner. Wonderful player. Understated, underappreciated throughout the league. Good for him. Old friends, Phil Kessel, Teddy Bluger didn't play in the final, but they got their turn with the cup. Congratulations to them. And I just, just, I just don't care. I don't care. I, I watched this and I'm th thinking to myself, and forgive me for this in advance, but there are fans in Buffalo, Vancouver, that have never won a cup. Both of those teams entered the NHL in 1970. Neither of them's ever won a thing. Now, you can say, hey, that's too bad for them. They had their chance. Uh, you know, the Sabres were in a final. The Canucks have been in a couple of finals. And they didn't win. Okay, well, too bad for them. And, and you'd be right. And you can look at other franchises like the pathetic Leafs who haven't even made it to a final since it was a six-team league. Without going through the whole list of uh, you know cities that haven't won it in a long time or have never won it, to me it's just this is just this was too easy. Now everyone knew that the expansion game changed when Las Vegas was granted the franchise. George McPhee, who was the GM at the time, now is their president of hockey ops played his hand, to use the Vegas parlance, brilliantly. Uh, he was bluffing. He was swindling. He was bribing. Really, if you get down to what that process was at its core, it was bribing. 
He was finding ways for team, coercing them to pay this or that ransom, to not take this guy, not take that guy. Penguins, of course, losing Marc-Andre Fleury in that draft, something they did not want to do. And what McPhee got out of that process was not only five of the players who hoisted the cup last night, meaning original Golden Knights. By the way, that was actually one of the cool things was the original Golden Knights were the ones that passed the cup to each other as the first five guys. I thought that was neat. But he also got just a slew of prospects and draft picks. Draft picks galore. They've got draft picks falling out of their pockets when they walk into the arena. They've got so many still to come from everything they were able to pull off. McPhee did this so efficiently, so devastatingly, that he left Ron Francis with no stone to further unturn whenever Seattle came along. And Ronnie had said that before the Seattle expansion draft. McPhee exposed everything. So even though the Kraken had the same set of guidelines that the Golden Knights did, they were never going to do that twice. You were never going to have a GM who was going to be dumb enough, as Florida was at the time, to give up a March or so. You were never going to have you know, a flurry just hanging around in the draft. But, and people forget this part, that the Penguins gave up a second-round pick so that Vegas wouldn't take Brian Rust. Remember that? I mean, they gave up a second-round pick so that Vegas wouldn't take a player that they weren't going to take. They were so into Flower that he was the first guy they introduced and had wave into the crowd, and they flew him there to Nevada and everything, and he walked out from behind this curtain like it was The Tonight Show, and and you're like going, really? There was a second-round pick that was given to them, too, for no reason? Every team, almost every team, I should say, just got smoked by McPhee and this process. And I... They make it to the final the very first year. The Capitals finally win their first cup, which was just about the only part of that that I think would have anyone in Pittsburgh being capable of uh, watching Tom Wilson lift the cup and stomach it. But no, seriously, when the Caps won and Alexander Ovechkin won, they enjoyed it as much as anybody in recent years, and visibly so. It was cool, you know? The greatest goal scorer of all time should not go through his entire career without a cup. Ovi got his cup, and he did it at their expense, and nobody was crying for Vegas. And I don't know that anybody's all that excited about Vegas winning this thing. It, it's just... I mean, other than there, obviously. I, I, I'm sound like I'm raining all over this. I'm just sharing, okay? I'm just being honest. I, I watched this and just went, okay, whatever. Come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shots brought to you by Family Table. Mom-inspired, chef-prepared meals delivered straight to your door. No prep, no mess, just reheat. That gives you more time for your family or hobbies. Go to FamilyTablePGH.com. Use the code DK40, that's DK40, for 40% off and free delivery on your first order. Order by noon Thursday for Monday delivery. Family Table. 
bringing families back to the dinner table. Today's J1Q comes from Brian Conley, who says, DK, I think the key to playoff success is relentlessness, primarily in depth, but also in your defending, blocked shots, back checks. Watching Vegas win this cup reminded me of Chris Kunitz's back check slash shot block against the Senators in the 2017 Eastern Conference Final. That's how teams win. They're relentless with at least a smattering of star power. What do you think of this assessment? I think Vegas, those back-to-back Penguins teams, St. Louis and Tampa, all apply recently. Actually, I'm going to throw one more in, Brian, even though they didn't win this championship, obviously, and that's the Panthers. We're going to find out here over the next two, three days how badly damaged they were. I'm not making an excuse for them. These are real. Matthew Kachuk was becoming a living legend in these playoffs. All of a sudden, he couldn't play. That's a really, really, really big loss. And other guys didn't look like themselves either. I'm sure Vegas had a bunch banged up. Probably shouldn't even really get into injuries. I I guess I'm just, it's almost continue from the opening segment here. I'm just disappointed that this final itself turned out to be such a dud. It was too. I didn't even find it suspenseful whenever the Panthers took the game that they did. I I didn't see the Panthers finding a way back. Game one, I didn't feel was a backbreaker. Game two really was. Because, well, to your point here, Brian, you saw the Golden Knights doing what they do best. They were relentless through not only the depth that was afforded to them through the expansion process and the 5 million draft picks and everything else. I'll put that in parentheses there because it's real. But also their approach and Bruce Cassidy's coaching. Uh, That is the kind of hockey you need to be playing in this decade. That's the way a successful, a really successful NHL franchise looks. There should have been two of them in this final. I was eager to see that. I didn't for whatever circumstances. If you're asking because you want to know if this is something that the Penguins need to be doing or whatever, uh, the Penguins arguably started all this. Ask yourself which teams were winning cups and why before the Penguins' back-to-back run in 2016 and 2017, but especially that 2016 team. There was four checking like maniacs that ran up ridiculous shot totals that just kept firing and firing and firing and figuring something's going to go in, make sure you have enough center drives to have it count. Like you said, relentlessness, but with a, you said, smattering of star power. Penguins had a ton of star power. They had star power on their third line. Talk about depth. But I don't think there's anything to learn from this. The Penguins are in a bad position right now, not because they lack the vision or the recollection of how to do this themselves. They just had a really rotten general manager here who really didn't get it. And we'll find out, maybe even in short order, if the new one does. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.